is going on? And welcome to the Catalyst of Development podcast, where our purpose is to help you find yours. And our vision? Well, our vision is to communicate your potential so clearly that you're inspired to see it within yourself and begin walking in your purpose. Could not be more excited for today. Uh, we're rolling on with our four-part uh, four self-series. I uh, hope everybody had a great weekend. Uh, I have to be completely honest up front. I'm a little bit under the weather. Uh, just got done traveling um, four countries, four hotels, eight days, just in enough time to come home for about a day and a half, then back on the road tomorrow morning for another week. Uh, it's been good. The traveling's been good, but honestly... Anybody that travels for a living knows that it wears on your body a little bit. So I'm going to try to bring you my A game. I will do my best. Probably going to hear a little bit of heavy breathing, right? My nose is a little stuffed. Uh, you know, again, I'm a little under the weather, but I was so excited to bring you the next installment in this series that I knew I had to sit down today and, and, and kind of power through this. So today we're going to be discussing self-discipline. This is the third part in a four-part series that we titled Self. Before we jump into self-discipline, though, let's take a really, really quick recap over what we've discussed so far. In part one, you know we discussed self-awareness. You know, we talked about the self-assessments and why it was so important. We talked about our strengths and our weaknesses, you know, and how we can use those to better understand ourselves and to help us reach our fullest potential. Then in part two, we talked about self-love, right? And how it kind of equated to, you know, self-love, self-esteem, self-worth. But I really wanted to dive into the love portion of that and how we are imperfectly perfect just the way we are, especially since we've identified all those weaknesses, <laughs> you know, in the self-assessment uh, part. I wanted, to under I wanted you to understand that it's okay to not be perfect, to understand that we have areas of improvement, but we still need to love ourselves. And that's kind of where the self-love came into. And then we're rolling right into self-discipline, which if we are going to improve our weaknesses, we're going to need self-discipline to do that. Last week, you know you had homework. The biggest takeaway from the homework last week was to continue to keep working on those self-assessments that I put out on my social media. That way you can really get an understanding of what areas of improvement you have. And we're going to take those areas of improvement. We're going to tie them in to what we're going to discuss today. So let's jump right in. Self-discipline. Some of the things we're going to discuss. What it actually is. What self-discipline isn't what it does for us, ways to improve it, and then, of course, we'll wrap up the lesson with some homework. So, self-discipline. What is it? Well, Webster's Dictionary defines it as the ability to control one's feelings and to overcome weaknesses. The ability to pursue what one wants despite of temptations. Now, I'll be honest with you, I've Googled self-discipline and, and I got probably... A million hits, a lot of these um, quotes and sayings and everything that help us define self-discipline you've probably heard before. I jotted down some of the 
more popular ones or the ones that kind of resonate with me uh, that I hope resonate with you. So again, what is self-discipline? Well, self-discipline is doing what needs to be done, when it needs to be done, even when you don't feel like doing it. Well, <laughs> I'll take that definition and I'll tie it right into today's podcast. Um, I know this needed to be done. I know it needed to be done today so I can stick to a schedule and keep the routine up that you are, that you are used to. Um, but to be honest with you, I, I'd rather be laying in bed, right? I'd rather be snuggled up underneath my comforter. Right? I, I don't necessarily feel like doing this, but I'm trying to be disciplined and to lead by example. So what is self-discipline? Self-discipline is the bridge between your goals and your accomplishments. Self-discipline is delaying your short-term satisfaction to your long-term success. Self-discipline is choosing what you want most over what you want now. Self-discipline is self-control. Self-discipline is self-mastery. Self-discipline is being successful in the marshmallow test. Now, I've used this test before when explaining self-discipline to people. If you've never heard about the, the marshmallow test, it's actually um, a Stanford study that was conducted back in 1972. Um, and countless studies since then have been conducted, but the original study was done back in 1972 where uh, the Stanford University professors brought in a bunch of, of kids. And what they basically did was they put the kids in a room and put a marshmallow in front of them. And they said, here's your marshmallow. We're going to leave the room. Don't eat the marshmallow. If you can hold off on eating the marshmallow, by the time we come back, we'll give you two marshmallows. So really what this was, was a test in self-discipline, self-control, you know, and let's be honest, these are kids sitting down in front of a marshmallow. Needless to say, the majority of them ate the marshmallow. But what they found is they, you know, continued the studies years later as they went back and they looked at the individuals who didn't eat the marshmallows, to the kids who didn't eat the marshmallows. And some of the, some of the, the findings on the kids who were able to wait longer for the long-term goal of getting more marshmallows, they found that overall they had better life outcomes, right? This, this was measured by SAT scores, educational attainment, body mass index, uh, and other life measures. So the kids that avoided the temptation, that understood that if, if they could just wait a few minutes and not eat that marshmallow, that there was a bigger reward at the end, they found that that self-discipline and that self-control equated to overall better life outcomes. Now, again, this is just one study and you can actually YouTube some of these studies and it's, it's actually pretty funny to watch these kids as they struggle not to eat the marshmallow, but self-discipline is being successful in the marshmallow test. No matter how we choose to define self-discipline, right? we can all agree that self-discipline is huge when it comes to reaching and attaining our goals. Self-discipline is huge when it comes to reaching and attaining our fullest potential. So, what self-discipline isn't? Self-discipline is not perfection. 
nowhere in the pursuit to be more disciplined does that mean that you need to be perfect. If you are striving for perfection, you are constantly and always going to be disappointed because we fail, we stumble, we hit roadblocks. Self-discipline is not the same as trying to chase down perfection. Remember, the goal is not perfection, it's progress. Self-discipline also is not punishment. Disciplining yourself shouldn't be looked at as punishment. You're not losing out on something. You're actually gaining something. And that's the way you have to look at self-discipline. You know, we look at whether or not it's food choices or going to bed early choices. You're not losing out on an opportunity to stay up later. You're gaining the ability to wake up more refreshed. So self-discipline is not punishment. Self-discipline also is not easy. If it was easy, everybody would be disciplined. Everybody would have this self-mastery or this self-control or be able to set a course and stay on track. It's not easy, but it's also not hard. It's not impossible. We don't have to make it more difficult than what it is. And we're going to go over ways to improve your self-discipline when we get into the how to improve your self-discipline segment of this talk, right? That there's ways that it can be improved on. There's ways that it can be learned. Self-discipline is not boring. That is a myth. It doesn't always mean saying no. Hey, do you want to go out and hang out tonight? No. Hey, do you want to have, you know, this slice of pizza? No. Hey, do you want to go? Self-discipline is not always saying no. Self-discipline is moderation. Self-discipline is knowing that, yeah, I, I can eat this or eat that or I can take a day off from the gym because my body needs rest. Self-discipline is moderation. It's not always saying no. You don't have to become a hermit. You don't have to become 100% I'm doing everything uh, to attain my goals and I'm not letting anything else interfere. Life gets in the way. Life comes up. Family issues, job issues, you know, you don't have to say no to everything to consider yourself to be self-disciplined. It's just about moderation. It's about finding that, that balance in you progressing in your life, but also still taking care of your responsibilities. And finally, self-discipline is not selective, meaning it's not in your DNA. Some people aren't born being more disciplined than others, right? Self-discipline can be learned. It can be improved on. It can be taught. It can be modeled. It can, you know, that's the, that's the reason that I put the, the segment of how to improve your self-discipline. Because it's not like, you know, you were just born and... Well, obviously, I wasn't born to be, be disciplined, so that's just the way a lot. No, self-discipline is not selective, right? You can learn it. You can improve on it. Again, it's not easy, but it's also not impossible. Which brings us down into what does self-discipline actually do for us? This list could have been an entire podcast in itself. This list could have been all-encompassing. I, I tried to narrow it down to, to really just a handful. I'm going to run through them really quick. But self-discipline raises our personal standards for ourselves. I'm not talking about work standards or job standards. or No, your personal standards. 
being self-disciplined actually helps raise those standards for yourselves. There are certain things that when you become more self-disciplined, you just won't tolerate in your life anymore. If you become more self-disciplined to be positive in life and to try to look at the bright side and to try to smile more, you won't tolerate those negative, toxic people in your life as much anymore, right? Because your personal standards will have risen. Self-discipline also increases our inner strength and our resiliency. Being disciplined allows you to overcome hardships a lot easier than to not be disciplined. When we're not disciplined, we end up falling into ruts and we get stuck in the same rut. And it's really hard because the longer we stay in that rut, the deeper it gets and the harder it is to get out. Being self-disciplined keeps us from falling into those ruts, which helps us overcome the hardships and the challenges and the obstacles that we face in life. Self-discipline decreases our procrastination. One thing that I want to make perfectly clear to a lot of you out there, I'd ask you right now, raise your hand if you feel like you're a procrastinator. And 99% of you are going to raise your hand. I, I promise you this, you are not a procrastinator. You just have procrastination habits. Self-discipline helps eliminate those procrastination habits. You want to fix your procrastination? Become more self-disciplined. Self-discipline reduces stress. Self-discipline helps you prioritize, helps you understand what are must-dos, what are need-to-dos, what are have-to-dos, and what are, eh, I could do this tomorrow. That's self-discipline. And knowing those and prioritizing those helps reduce your stress. Self-discipline helps push us closer to our goals. We talked about this. We talked about this in the, the goal setting series, right? You set a goal, you establish habits, and then you are disciplined enough to follow those daily habits to ultimately reach your goal. Self-discipline improves our focus. It gives us something to aim for. It gives us a target. It puts us on a path to reach that target. Self-discipline gives us objective, gives us an objective, gives us a goal, and gives us a purpose. It gives you excitement to wake up in the morning. Right? Self-discipline puts you on a path where you wake up every morning knowing that what you are going to do that day is not only going to bring fulfillment, but it's also going to bring you closer to your goals, dreams, and aspirations. Self-discipline gives you back control over your life. It gives you back your power. So many of us have given our power away to society. So many of us have played the victim for so long that we feel like we don't have control. Self-discipline gives us back that control. Self-discipline puts the ownership and the responsibility on us, which I'm gonna be honest, is very scary but it's also liberating. I love the fact that I understand that I am in control of my life. I am in control of my decisions. If I do not like something, I can either to choose to change it, adapt to it, or leave it. That's the control that self-discipline brings back to you. Self-discipline saves time. Right? We, I can tie this back into the procrastination and putting things off. Self-discipline will save you time in the long run. Why put things off now that can be done. Why put things off till tomorrow that could be done today? It saves us time. And lastly, self-discipline makes us feel good about ourselves. Have you ever been out at a restaurant 
and you're debating, like let's just say you're trying to eat healthy and you're debating on whether or not to get that cheeseburger or a salad. And at that very moment, you're disciplined enough to choose a salad. When you finish that salad, does it taste as good as a burger? No, let's be real, no. <laughs> but do you feel good about yourself afterwards? Like, do you, like, you're like, you know what? I made the right choice. I made the right call. I'm proud of myself, right? You wait, you decide to wake up and go to the gym. Do you want to wake up and go to the gym? Nah, you probably want to lay in the bed, right? The bed's comfy, right? It's warm, snuggled up, drooling all over your pillow, whatever the heck you do when you sleep. That's probably where you'd rather be. But when you're done with your workout, you're proud of yourself. Yeah, it was hard. Yeah, it was difficult. But you showed yourself that it could be done. And that gives you a, a sense of pride. You know, you, you smile a little bit more at yourself. You look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself, damn good job, man. That's what self-discipline provides. So if self-discipline provides all these things, we need, to we need to discuss how can we improve it? How can we make it better? What can we do to increase or enhance our self-discipline? Which brings me to the five steps. Now, these aren't in order, right? But these are just five things that you can do that will help improve your self-discipline. First, know your weaknesses, right? Know your weaknesses. This is, what, this is what takes us back to the part one of our self series and why it was so important for you to take seriously and complete the self-assessments, whether or not you, you searched them on your own or you use the ones that I put out on my social media. These were not only supposed to identify your strengths, but also your weaknesses. Because to improve your self-discipline, you must first know what your weaknesses are. Next, if you want to improve your self-discipline, you must remove distractions and triggers. This all goes back to, to habits, right? And we talked about habits during the compound effect and, you know, and a couple other podcasts before. Habits are what we can control. The distractions and the triggers in our lives are what set us off on either good or bad habits. It's the distractions and the triggers that we can control. Let's say you get home every night and you know you have homework to do for school, but you also know that you end up sitting down on the couch and getting sucked up in Netflix for two or three hours. That is a distraction. You must remove that distraction, whether it's not, you know, whether or not it's, it's just don't sit down and turn on the TV, whether or not it's unplug the TV, whether or not it's take the TV off the, the damn TV stand and put it in the closet somewhere, but you must remove that distraction. Right? You must remove that trigger. We can take it to healthy eating. If you know that when you get emotional or, or when you wake up in the middle of the night, you get kind of snackish and you always go down to the fridge and you grab that ice cream, remove that distraction and trigger. Don't have the ice cream in your, in your refrigerator. Right? Remove it. Don't have it. Don't, don't buy it. Don't go to the grocery store hungry. Right? That's a trigger. I'll always leave the grocery store with about 80 more dollars than what I intended to, to, intended to buy when I go in there hungry, right? Eat before you go to the grocery store. Remove that distraction and trigger. On to the next one. Another way to improve your self-discipline, establish goals. The, the first series we did on this, on this podcast journey was the goal-setting series. 
If you want to improve your self-discipline, you have got to establish goals. You have got to prioritize your goals. Now, this goes back into what self-discipline isn't, right? I told you self-discipline isn't always saying no. So if your friends are like, hey, let's go ahead and go out tonight. You don't have to tell them no. You just have to prioritize your goals ahead of you wanting to go out. Meaning that if you have homework to do, get your homework done first and then go out. You can have the best of both worlds, but you have to prioritize your goals. That will help you improve your self-discipline. Next up, create a habit tracker. This will serve as not only a visual, visual representation, but it'll also help you to track progress. Now, I've taken pictures of my personal habit tracker. I've given you examples of it. Uh, we've put it out there on social media so you can download it and, and update it and edit it to how you want to track your own habits. But that's what we do, right? That, that is how I track my daily habits and it helps me remain disciplined because I get to look at it and I get to say, man, I did really good this month on going to the gym. I didn't do so good on, on eating healthy. Why didn't I do so good? Well, I traveled a lot, but I could have made healthier decisions. And it, what it does is it provides feedback. It provides feedback for me to remove the distractions, remove the triggers, and to keep working on improving my self-discipline. And lastly, you know I harp on this a lot. If you want to improve your self-discipline, get you an accountability partner. Get you somebody that will smack you upside the head when you start shifting down the wrong course. Because I'm going to tell you, there's one, there's one thing that I know about each and every one of you. And there's one thing I know about myself. We will BS ourselves like it ain't nobody's business. I will make excuses you know, come up with little white lies. I will justify things to myself that I know my accountability partners will not tolerate. Oh, well, I, I'm tired and I don't have the time to go home and cook. So I'm just going to go ahead and I'm just, I'm going to stop at this fast food place. Nope. My accountability partners will be like, no, you're not. You're going to take your tail home. You're going to cook something up quick on the, on the stove because you wanted to be disciplined enough to continue to work on your diet right? That's what accountability partners will do for you. So if you want to improve your self-discipline, bring others into the mix, right? Get you a team, a self-discipline improvement team, right? That is going to sit around there and smack you upside the head when you start veering off course. That is what I got for you to improve your self-discipline. But since you hung around that long, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give you a bonus. I'm going to give you four ways that you can test your self-discipline. Now, some of these may seem crazy, but bear with me. This is what I do to help test and improve and increase my self-discipline, right? Four ways. The first way, I fast. Dealing with hunger is probably one of the best ways to judge, improve, and evaluate how, how self-disciplined you are. Because when we get hungry, we lose our minds. So once a month, I will choose a day and I will fast. The only thing I will have is water. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't look forward to those days, but those are some of the most rewarding days. And there's also benefits to fasting. Uh, you can look it up. Um, I, I don't have time really to get into it now. But the main reason I fast is to prove to myself that I can. So try fasting. The next, limit your social media. For the first hour of the day and the last hour of the night before you go to bed, zero social media. Don't pick up the phone. 
put it down, put it away, put it aside, do whatever you got to do, but pull yourself away from that. I also maybe once a quarter do a social media detox where I will step away from social media for a week and it's hard, but I want to prove to myself that I can do it. And what it does is it allows me to test my discipline. It allows me to test my self-discipline. So go on a social media detox, but at the very least limit it and do not get on it for the first hour and the last hour of every single day. Third, cold shower. This has so many benefits. Please Google what a one to two minute freezing cold shower will do for you. This is how I, I, I work this. So I get in the shower every morning. I do, I do what I have to do, right? I'll wash up. And then right before I get out of the shower, I will mentally prepare myself. I will sit down on the shower floor and I will turn that bad boy all the way to cold. And I only do this for a minute, right? I don't look forward to it. I know it's going to suck. I know I'm not going to like it, but also know that I'm not going to die. I also know that I'm going to get a enormous amount of benefits from it, from you know, lowering stress levels, uh, to raising my, my metabolism to all these other things. Right. But I will literally turn it all the way down, set my timer and sit there for a minute at first, super hard, super uncomfortable, but over time I've gotten used to it. And what this does is it helps test my self-discipline. Lastly, on ways to tell, test your self-discipline, Make a plan and stick to it. I don't care if you do this on Sundays or if you do this on uh, a nightly basis, but write down your plan for the next day and stick to it. Doesn't have to be down to the second, doesn't have to be down to the minute or the, the, the most minute detail, but schedule out your day and stick to it. Those are four ways that you can test your self-discipline. You gotta remember, self-discipline is like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets. Now, onto the homework. Two-part homework. Number one, I want you to go back to your self-awareness assessments and I want you to pick two or three weaknesses or areas of improvement and I want you to utilize the five ways that we discussed to improve your self-discipline. I want you to take those weaknesses or areas of improvement and tie them back to some of the ways that we discussed on how you can improve it. The second part of your homework, I want you to pick at least one of the four ways to test your self-discipline, and I want you to do it for the next 30 days. At least one of them. If you wanna choose two of them, great. Three of them, great. All four of them, have at it, right? But choose at least one, whether or not it's make a plan, cold shower, no social media, or fast once a month, and I want you to do it for the next 30 days. So if you choose fasting, you're only doing it one time. But for the other three, you're doing it daily. That is your homework. So before we wrap up, I wanna, I wanna leave you with this thought. You don't need to be extremely gifted and or talented to be successful in life. You really don't. But what you need to do is what 90% of the world won't, which is be disciplined enough to be consistent. That is how you will be successful. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Thank you so much for allowing me to pour into your development. As always, continue to unlock the code to your fullest potential. Until next time, continue to be a catalyst not only for yourself, but for all those around you. Have a great week.